Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm taking a bit of a risk. I'm interviewing (laughs) my most frightening guest so far. I've interviewed Cardone, I've interviewed Lord Sugar. But I don't think I've ever been so scared to interview anybody as I am this next guest. Um, welcome to the Empire Builders podcast, my lovely wife, Natty James. Hello. So, um, yeah, I mean, genuinely, I am scared to do this interview because you know me better than anyone. You are the one person that could out me and all my disgusting habits <laughs> and uh, and bad behaviours that go on behind closed doors. But anyway, the, the reason I wanted to do this episode, it was actually, sh- it was I've got to give a shout out. It was inspired by Paul and Leslie Mort, who did an interview for Paul's podcast, um, which I thought was great. I've also seen um, Tom Bilyeu do this with his wife, Lisa. So I thought, you know, it might be cool to give an insight as to what it's like to be married to or in a relationship with somebody who is an empire builder, an entrepreneur, um, someone like me. So I guess, you know, this this episode might be useful for you if you are an empire builder. Um, it might give you an insight as to what it's like to be in a relationship with you. Um, but also... Um, I guess if you are married to or in a relationship with an empire builder, um, it might be useful for your husband, wife, significant other to listen to this um, so that you can better understand each other together. So um, most of most of this interview actually aren't, it's not really made up of questions that I want to ask. Um, in fact, <laughs> it's made up of questions that our audience, the podcast listeners, our expert empires, Facebook community wants to ask. So, um, yeah, a bit of background. I mean, we have known each other a very long time. We met um, drunk on the dance floor of a nightclub at university when I was... 20 and I was 19. Yeah, so 17 years ago, um, before any of what you see today was created. So this amazing woman has been by my side supporting. Um, you know, I really believe that, you know, even though of course I get a lot of the um I get a lot of the significance, the plaudits, the uh the credit for the empire empires that I've built, um really, you know, I think Nat has played a significant part in providing the stability for me, for us as a family to be able to create that. So um, anyway, without any further ado, I'm going to get stuck into some questions here. Anything you would like to say to our wonderful podcast audience or in fact, the Expert Empires community that are watching this on Facebook Live? Not really. No, um, and it's worth saying that um, Nat is absolutely hating this. I know you are. Um, so when I first came up with this idea and asked her, it was a flat no. It was absolutely no chance. I don't want to do it. 
Um, and then when I managed to, I can be quite persuasive and influential, I suppose. Um, so I managed to kind of sell her on the idea and got her to agree to it. And then she was like, I want to know, what are you going to ask me? And what do you want me to say? And I'm like, look, the point of this is that it is natural, it is organic. So, you know, there's no rules. And um, by the way, anyone tuning in on Facebook Live, I can see there's quite a few of you in the Expert Empires community group. Um, please suggest any questions you'd like to chuck in. Um, <laughs> although Nat has checked all the questions that you've already suggested, let's throw some at her without any prep and see what happens. So, um, all right, so in no particular order, in fact, the, the question that I wanted to ask when I came up with this idea really um, is what's it like? This is quite a broad open question, but what's it like to be married to in a relationship with someone who's an empire builder, an entrepreneur, someone like me? Yeah, so I guess to start with, you have to have a lot of patience. Yes. Um, and a lot of trust in the entrepreneur that you're in a relationship with because things obviously can change very quickly for good, good reasons and also not so good reasons. So... Um, yeah, there's definitely got to be a lot of trust there. There needs to be a lot of honesty as well. Like something Nick's really great at is when we've had things that haven't worked out so well or haven't gone so well, he's always been really honest with me and told me exactly where things are at. So there's never been any nasty surprises of something happening. So that's always been very important. And um, just lots of sharing, lots of time that isn't, businessy because as Nick said I'm very much um this is not my idea of something I would love to do <laughs> I'm very much in the background and that works for us so I'm not vying for wanting the attention I'm very happy to support and be in the background so I think and I, and I think that is good yeah and I think I think it's important to understand what your partner wants like Nat does not want to be front and centre. She doesn't want to be part of the business. Um, there have been occasions where she's been forced uh, <laughs> to be part of the business, like today, like for this interview. And, and I say forced, and we joke about it, of course, but, you know, it's not her idea of something that she would love to do. Um, you know, in the early days, if you remember, when we were just starting out from the dining room table in our flat, Stuffing envelopes. Yeah, in our flat in Warwick, she was stuffing envelopes. With um, a pregnant tummy. Yeah, uh, heavily pregnant with Zach, uh, our first son. Um, and, you know, beyond that, it was like making phone calls. I remember, actually, I've forgotten about this, when my assistant left before the next one started, we had about two months where I had no personal assistant and, you know, Nat took one for the team and came in and was my PA for two months. Um, probably the worst two months of your life. Um, but I, I guess, I, I think, you know, it's important to understand what's important to the other person. So I know that Nat doesn't really want to be involved in the business, but I also know that she will do what's necessary to contribute to the vision. Um, you know, and she's done that on numerous occasions from stuffing envelopes to making calls to being my PA. Um, but of course, um, in this case, you know, star guest, of the Empire Builders podcast, um, but it wouldn't be a choice. And I know that. And so, you know, I try and, um, I guess I try and respect that 
as much as possible. And I think the, the other thing that you mentioned um, was just patience. I mean, I have never met anybody who has more patience than this woman. I am the polar opposite. I have no patience. And unfortunately, our two sons have taken after the no patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't really have much patience, um, but I think it's important then to have someone that balances you out. I mean, imagine two of me in a relationship. It'd be an absolute disaster. Well, first of all, uh, as you said, like, you, you know, you don't vie for attention. You don't want to be. I remember at our first Expert Empires event, I made you come up on stage at the end and you hated yeah. it. Never done that since. Um, but, you know, I think it's important that you find someone that is the yin to your yang. Um, and even if maybe you're watching this and you're in a relationship and you realise, well, actually, we both want to be the front person in the business, the face of the business. And in, in that case, I guess you've got to learn to find a way to share it um, so that, you know, you don't you don't clash and, and have problems in that area. So um, next question. This one, uh, we've got some fun ones. I'm going to leave those to the end. Um, the next question is from Julie Hogbin. Um, and Julie's question is, what what has been your biggest fear on this journey with me? Well, this right now is <laughs> definitely um, up there as a fear. Um, I'm not really... So this was a question that I was not really sure on the answer because I think because I've known Nick for so so long and I've seen him from university starting businesses that haven't worked out businesses that he's sold and businesses with business partners and then we've moved on from that and now we are where we are I think I don't really think I've actually had a fear in the sense because I just believe in Nick so much and I just have always known that any challenge or struggle we've come across, he's such a problem solver that he always solves the problem. And I've always trusted and known that he would solve it. And he always has to this day. So right now I can honestly, truthfully say, I don't have or have had a fear really around this journey. Yeah, and, and I think that you kind of answered it in the first question that I asked which is it's trust it's complete trust and so you know I suppose you can't be in complete trust and be in fear at the same time mm. those two emotions don't sit in the body together alongside one another so I think the, the trust in the person the vision the mission is 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 key um question from Claire McTurnan who of course we know and love um how difficult is it sometimes watching the ups and downs of which there have been many um how how difficult is it watching that and how do you deal with it yes yeah, so i suppose like on a say monthly basis if there was an up or a down i'm like i've said before because i've known nick for so long and i know nick literally inside out back to front i can straight away see if he's not had a great day or if something or if an event hasn't gone quite the way he would have liked the event to go. And I've learned over the years to leave Nick alone and leave him to have his space and work it out inside of himself, outside of himself, whatever that looks like. So it can look like many different things. It can be as simple as 
Nick needing to come home and put Sky Sports on and just chill, unwind in front of Sky Sports. At the moment, it might be a Heineken Zero in a bubble bath. Um, oh, you've outed me for the bubble baths. In the past, it's it would have potentially me. been a glass of wine in the bubble bath, but now it's a Heineken Zero <laughs> in the bubble bath. It might be going and meeting his friends and having some time with them. It might be going and playing a round of golf. I leave Nick to himself and let him move back towards me once he's gone through whatever we needed to deal with. And sometimes if he wants to share stuff, I'm there and open and ready for him to share. But I've learned over the years to not move towards him and ask him lots of questions about what might be wrong and what's not worked out and what the struggle is. Because for Nick, that does not work. Yeah, and I think what you do brilliantly, um, so, you know, you, you definitely show interest and yeah. ask questions, yeah. but when I'm not in a place to share, I'll say, I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I think accepting that, you, you're brilliant at that, brilliant at just giving me the space and accepting it and letting me do what I need to do. And that I don't want to talk about it right now actually sometimes becomes a bit of a joke with us. If I would, like, sometimes... Maybe not push Nick to talk about something he doesn't want to, but if I'm a bit more intrigued about something and he just goes, I don't want to talk about that right now. We almost have a joke about that kind of idea of let's talk about it later and then that later never comes because I know that Nick doesn't need to talk about it. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so question, this was from Tess, uh, Tess Cope. Um, she asked, how do you know when it's time to offer support, help, guidance versus just being there how do you know when to do what yes yeah, so i guess it's similar to what i've just said about um when things have perhaps been the ups and downs i wait for nick to move towards me to ask me say there's a challenge with a member of a team or there's something at an event that's not worked that like when he was doing the expert empire events often he would come back to the room and ask me what you think about that today or what you think about this. I would never go to Nick and go, this is what you should do better. This is what you should do next time. I allow him to initiate the conversation, the questioning, the asking for advice, I guess. Because also Nick now has created and built such a fantastic team of people that he doesn't really need to ask me much really because he's got lots of different people within the team that fulfill those roles of asking yeah and, and i think where you know your role is vital is um and the team are incredible there are no there's no shortage of people in my team that are ready to give me their opinion um because they are very experienced highly skilled and they want to contribute and, and help make a difference sometimes it's good for me to come to somebody from the outside and that's brilliant for that. You know, she'll sit in the room um, at one of our events, at our Expert Empires event, and she'll sit in the room, take it all in. Um, and sometimes it's good for me to come to her and say, what did you think about that? What did you think about that session, um, that speaker or my session or my energy in that section? And she'll, and she'll be brutally honest where she'll be brutally honest sometimes in a very complimentary way. She'll also be brutally honest in a constructive way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important to have that, like she'll tell me 
without holding back when I'm absolutely amazing. And of course that feels incredible, but she'll also tell me when I'm wrong and she'll also tell me when, you know, I, I missed the mark. And, you know, sometimes I think people can be quite wary of, well, if I tell Nick that that wasn't very good, it's going to bring him down. And we don't want to do that in an event and environment where he's got to be on and up all the time. She'll do that. And I really appreciate the, the honesty. Um, next question. This is from Simone, who actually I spoke to this afternoon. Uh, I think he's tuning in with his lovely wife. Um, and uh, his question, I think there's a reason for this question, by the way. Um, maybe in his relationship, this shows up. Um, his question is, how do you cope? How do you cope, Nat, with my brilliant new ideas? Yeah, so I think people that are watching that have learnt from Nick or maybe more Nicky V about the um, profiles. Nick is a high D profile with I. So Nick does have lots of great ideas, but he doesn't really come to me until they are in action and they're happening. So I only really hear about the stuff that I'm going to actually see come into play see an end game with whereas I do know um, there are other people with different types of profiles that have ideas that they've literally woken up in the morning with and they would constantly talk about those so I'm quite blessed I suppose in the sense that when Nick has a great idea usually it's because he's already given it quite a lot of thought or perhaps he's spoken to people on the team about it already and it's already in action so it's not like there's a new idea every day that's yeah. definitely not what Nick's like. Yeah, and I think it's knowing each other well enough. Like, I know that if I keep coming up with brilliant ideas all the time and bouncing them off now, it's going to give her the very opposite of what she wants. It's going to give her uncertainty. It's like, I don't really know what's happening next. And, and that referenced the disc profiling tool, which we use a lot. Um, and we sit on exact opposite sides of the disc profiling tool. So I'm high dominance influence. Nat is more steadiness influence. Um, so steadiness wants certainty, security all the time. Dominance wants new drive, achievement. It wants to explore all the new possibilities. And, and I know Nat well enough to know that if I constantly come to her with a load of new ideas, going to put her into uncertainty. And she also knows that if I'm effectively stuck doing the same thing day in day out week in week out month in month out i'm just going to get bored so i think it's it's knowing the other person understanding their profiles maybe i should do a podcast episode on the disc profiles um because i think it's it's a valuable tool um in fact give us if you're uh, tuning in in the expert empires facebook community give us uh, give us some likes and loves here if you would uh, if you'd like to see an episode with the uh, queen of disc, the amazing Nikki V, um, and we'll make that happen for you. Um, so uh, final serious question, then we'll get to some fun ones. Um, uh, this one is from our wonderful friend and actually former Expert Empires team member, Liz Stanford. Um, she asked, what was the biggest challenge at the start of our business journey? Um, and then follow-up question, what's the biggest challenge now? So, yeah, first of all, what, what was the biggest challenge at the start? Yeah, so I suppose anyone out there that is an entrepreneur will be able to relate to this. The biggest challenge is the job is never finished. 
it's not like, for example, I was thinking about this question earlier and I came up with this, I, this example. If you're a chef, your shift starts when you arrive at that restaurant and your shift finishes when you leave that restaurant. Anything in between is your own time, your own freedom. You don't need to think about your job. You're on when you're there, you're off when you're at home. When you're an entrepreneur and you're the partner of an entrepreneur, you're very aware that it's, there's never a switch off moment. There's always an email you can send. There's always marketing ideas you can be putting into practice. There's always another phone call, sales or to a client that you're fitting in that you can do. So I think the biggest challenge that me and Nick have both had to, and we both have learned over the years, is how to switch off and how to have downtime. And I have to admit, Nick is very, very good at this and he's got better and better as the years have gone on. And Jeff Mask recently has very much helped us with this, with giving Nick some really simple things to do. So for example, when we have dinner of an evening, we have a known phone policy. Of an evening, we're not on our phones after 9pm. Um, we have... And by the way, the no phone policy at dinner, um, really, that was started because of me. But now, of course, we've got an 11-year-old... Who's always uh, on his phone. Who's always on his phone. And we've got a seven-year-old who's always on his iPod. So it's like, it's now become a family thing. Um, and again, the no phones after nine thing, really, that was both of us. Yeah. Um, and like, I like to be open and real. Do we observe it, you know... Religiously, Not all of the time. no, no, we don't. So you know, we still screw up and, and make mistakes occasionally. That happens, um, but I think having that is important. And and yeah, at the start, there was no off. Yeah. It was literally I was working. It was laptop open from the second I woke up to the second I went to bed. Um, even when we're sitting chilling at night watching telly, I was on my laptop doing emails, working, and that that was not healthy. And I think yeah, the, the lesson that we've learned, I've learned, together we've learned is is having that on off. And, you know, since, of course, we've now, you know, over the last few years had an office, a premises to go to, um, you know, in the early days when we were working from the spare room, um, before we even had a spare room, in fact, on the dining room table, it was a lot more challenging. But I think having that start point and end point to the day is, um, is really important. Um, biggest challenge now, other than the fact that we've got... Uh, dog barking in the background oh. I don't know if I don't know if that audio is coming through I apologise if it is um, he's in the kitchen he wants with, to be part of it basically he does he's in the kitchen with our seven year old looking after him at the moment so um, other than that um, what what are our what do you think the biggest challenge is now for us well I suppose the whole Covid um, period of time has been an interesting one um, for our business um, because Obviously, Nick, for quite some time, wasn't going out to an office and he was working in the home. So actually, we had to have a little reminder of the on-off switch. It became more difficult. Yes. It was almost like I said, I, I said this a few times, like during COVID, when it, we were all, you know, my team were working remotely and I was working, actually sat in this office where we are now at home. Um, it was almost like we'd been transported back in time yeah. to when we first started the business. It was like, I'm at home all the time working and, and we definitely slipped back. I definitely slipped back into some of those old patterns of, you know, laptop open um, in the evening when we're hanging out, you know, when I should be with Nat and the kids. And I definitely slipped back. And, and again, some of the, the work that I've done with Jeff, my coach, really helped me uh, 
help me acknowledge that and realize that and then and then fix fix that problem and put better processes in place but yeah i think that that was definitely um a big challenge so um right we've, we've got about 10 minutes before you've got to go and uh, pick up our son from the bus stop he's on the way back he's just started high school literally this week it's his first uh well it's his first week at high school so um big Big, big moves, really. Big times yeah. in the James household. So a um, few fun ones to, to wrap this thing up, I guess. So uh, this one's from Liz. What is Nick's most annoying habit? So as Liz <laughs> also put in the thread, because Liz used to be Nick's PA many moons ago. And as she put in the thread, if I was struggling, she could help and come up with some ideas. So... Like with everybody, everyone has many annoying habits, but I'll zone into one particular that sprung to my mind when I saw this question from Liz. Probably could, this this question probably could be an episode in its own right, really. <laughs> Definitely. So Nick has this, Nick, he's a, Nick goes to the gym a lot and he's a very hungry man. And as Liz will remember from working with Nick, he can get quite hangry as well. So often what will happen is he'll come in from the office and it's like he hasn't eaten for a week when really it's probably been about half an hour. And he'll have what we call in our family a bit of a fridge buffet. And he'll have a few olives, he'll have some like deli ham, whatever's there he'll have. And actually Nick has this habit of loving finishing off things. I'm a finisher, what can I say? When there's a few bits that are left in the fridge, he gets great satisfaction of finishing those things off. So I get to the annoying habit. He gathers some rubbish together and sort of puts it on the side next to the sink and the bin is underneath the sink and he leaves it. And in Nick's world, it's because he hasn't finished with the eating process or he hasn't finished with doing whatever it is he's doing. But in my world, He's then moved into a different room, so he's moved away from the eating the fridge buffet area. <laughs> so, and I think Veronica said something about um, habits that annoy you when you're, I guess, not in such a good state, but are quite endearing. So sometimes this doesn't bother me because I love nurturing and looking after our home. So sometimes I'll just happily be in the kitchen, I'll just put the things away, I won't say a single thing about it. But other times, and this actually happened the other day, it really bothers me. Because I think the bin is right there. Why have you not just put the stuff in the bin? And I think I can hold my hands up and say, across the board, um, I can be a bit messy at times. Yeah, definitely. so... In, definitely with the food, the packaging, clothes, across well, the board, I can be messy. I it, get that. And something that's very similar, but it's not rubbish, it's crockery and utensils. Nick is the same in that he just puts it on the side, not in the dishwasher. It drives me mad. And Tony V will have my back on this. He's clearly learnt this behaviour from his mom because Nicky V is exactly the same. If anyone needs to know, ask Tony V. So, so we've had many, many conversations about this. So what you're saying, what you're saying really is it's not my fault. It's my mum's fault. Like, always blame the parents, right? It's not my fault. I was I was taught this by my Well, mom. it's actually Roma's fault because she did everything. <laughs> she did everything for, yeah, my uh, my granddad. Um, so it's been passed down from generation to generation, this this messiness and laziness. But by the way, you can't beat a fridge buffet. 
you cannot beat a fridge buffet. It's like you, you literally stand in front of the fridge with it open and just start snacking. Um, it's the most satisfying way to eat, I think. Anyway, um, ne- next one. Um, this is from Ricky, of course, one of my best mates. Um, who's the greatest, Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Ronaldo, Ronaldo getting, girl. getting the getting the votes. I think from... he's just he's just nicer to look at. So <laughs> yeah, I think Ricky was reason. asking greatest footballer. I think you're looking at yeah. greatest physique. Um, uh, Sorry, Rick. <laughs> um, what is? I, I'm actually really fascinated to hear the answer to this one. I don't know the answer. I've got a couple of ideas what you might say. What is your dream job or dream career? Yeah, so um, I think Liz had put this question. Um, obviously, I've been very... Uh, in my world, I call it lucky that I don't need to have a job or a career. I know there's many, many people out there that love the work, love having work or a hobby or whatever it might be, but I love not to. But if I was to do a career, I do think it would be something in the fashion world because I do absolutely love clothes shoes bags and I think particularly if I was to really hone in on it I think I would love to design shoes or handbags because I've got an addiction and obsession with them and the I mean, other it'd, thing it'd be, it'd be quite nice of, it'd be quite nice for us to have money coming in due to shoes and handbags there's a lot of money that goes out due to shoes and handbags so it might make a nice change and I did have another thought as well because I'm um, never not seen without a book in my handbag or in the car there's always a reading opportunity. I would love to be like a reading critic, that kind of thing, like oh. a novel, like reading the first, like if somebody's bringing a book out, being one of the first people to read it and do a, rev- a review on it, that kind nice. of thing. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you read an obscene amount of books. It's defi- that, that's definitely my emptying, relaxing behaviour, reading. Yeah, I mean, I'm sat, we're sat here in my office at home and there is a, a cupboard behind me, literally full of Nat's books. Although, and I have to comment on those books. They're only 10 out of 10 books, books that I would lend to friends, family, that make it into that bookshelf. Other ones get given away to a charity shop. Yeah, so, there's, there's, so they're only the best of the best. Yeah, so they're, they're the top draw books that make it into the cupboard in the office. Um, but it's crazy, actually. You read a lot. I don't read at all. So again, not many people know this about me. I don't, I don't read at all for information consumption or for education. I, I listen to a lot of audio. I, it's part of the reason why I started the Empire Builders podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to audio books, but I don't really like to read. It's not really how I prefer to consume information. Whereas Nat is like an avid reader. As I like to call her, she is the book badger. Um, so anyway, on on that note, um, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We've got to, we've got to go do the school run in a, in a few minutes' time and pick Zach up from the uh, from the bus stop. So um, that wasn't too bad, was it? No, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. Maybe we'll do it again. No. Maybe hold on. If there's enough loves and likes and comments on this video in the Expert Empire's Facebook community. Um, then maybe we'll do part two. Um, and if you, if there's any other questions you'd like to put forward to Nat, we'll do part two. We'll bring those. Look at that! All the likes and loves coming in now. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, so yeah. No, on a serious note, thanks, um, babe. I know this is out of your comfort zone. I know it's not your uh, your idea of fun, but I think you know. Hopefully, this has been valuable, interesting, useful for empire builders to give you the partner perspective for partners 
to give you the empire builder perspective and start thinking about how you might together create a great partnership um, that supports the building of your empire. So um, thanks for uh, joining us, babe. Really appreciate it. Um, And thanks everyone for watching and listening. See you soon. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.